Hello birds, happy Monday. Welcome to News to Me, our Monday segment where we talk about whatever we learned this week. Um, it's Kelly here from Any A Bitch, my first solo episode, so that's very exciting. First off, some bird shit. So we have been having meetings all week to try and get better at what we're doing. Um, as you all know, we're learning, we're figuring out how it's all going to work with our schedules. And really what we're trying to do is fix um, our Instagram posting because we are not doing too great at that at the minute. Um, we want to post more. We want to bring more content to you than ever before. So once we get a proper uh, handle on that, you'll be hearing a lot more from us on Instagram. If there's anything you want to see more from from us, let us know, write in, send an email, inbox us, inbox us, DM us on Instagram. We want to hear from you and we want to know what you want to see. If you don't tell us, then we're just going to give you what we want to see. And I don't know if that's better. So let's get into it. Um, so now that bird shit is done, I'm going to dive right into some conspiracy shit, which actually there's a lot of this week. The first one that kind of drew my attention was that the Queen of England, Queen Elizabeth, with some numeral after her name, um, has COVID apparently. It has been confirmed that she does. But there's conspiracies going around that she's actually been dead since November. And the royals and the court and whatever are trying to hide it for some strange reason. I do not know why they would want to hide the fact that she's dead. As an Irish person, obviously don't care very much for the royals. Either way, uh, definitely not a supporter. Relatedly, I recently saw Stacey Solomon, who used to be on, um, I think it was X Factor in the UK years and years ago. She was on a talk show and, and made some comments about the royals that I found really interesting, where she basically said that, where she basically said that they you know, are kind of leeching off the the hardworking people of the UK. She made a point of saying, you know, about, you know, what is the point of the royals anymore? And how much longer can we keep going with them as the figureheads and not necessarily even involved in the running of the country? And that's very interesting. So with all that said, I don't know why they would hide the fact that the Queen is dead. They think, these conspiracy theorists online, they think that um, them and now announcing that she has COVID is their way of like slowly putting it out there that um, uh, she has died. So again, mad conspiracy, not sure what that's all about, but she definitely does have COVID if she is not already dead. Turns out her husband, or I think it was her son actually, was the one that gave it to her, um, which is hilarious because if he did give it to her, is he trying to knock her off the throne so he can take it for himself? The plot thickens. I have no idea. Maybe we'll find out. Um, but it's a very interesting, weird turn of events. So watch this space. Let's find out if the queen actually is dead um, in the years to come or months to come. Another conspiracy then, uh, which is less exciting, but way more impactful on mine and your lives, probably, uh, unless you're a big queen lover. Google is obviously the biggest search engine that's out there at the minute interestingly though some search engine blogger called dkb wrote a post that went a bit viral that claims that google search is dying and the argument is that i understand what you do but like whatever 
Um, for some reason, I just never click on them. This this blogger DKB is basically saying that Google, despite being the largest search engine, may not actually be the best anymore. And that's a that's a good point because another thing that's happening, um, and anyone who's worked in media will know this very well. Search engine optimization is obviously key for any kind of blog, any kind of online media. You need to to be using uh, keyword placement and that sort of thing to rank well on Google. And this bothers me for as a as a as a writer. But seriously though, this has always irritated me is that you're almost bowing to Google rather than the content itself. And it, you have to, especially as a small publication um, where, you know, you maybe don't have a budget or maybe you don't have any kind of brand notoriety. So you really do have to use search engine optimization to to the best of your abilities to get your content seen by people on Google search. Well, what this ends up doing, though, is, you know, everything is written with this search intention in mind. So, you know, if you're Googling best restaurants in New York, yes, you're probably going to get the answer to your question in one way, but in another way, you're just going to get 15 million listicles of all these people trying to rank for the same thing. So the content is never necessarily, you know, super original because like I said, you do have to bow to Google and it it impacts what you would name a piece of writing, for example. That was one thing that really used to bother me about SEO was I wanted to name my articles fun, funny things, but but no one's ever going to see them if I don't name them what Google will show if that makes sense and so um apparently now uh google is just getting worse and worse because even though it dominates a, i saw a statistic that's like 86 percent market share of searching and it's still like obviously making a huge amount of money but some people are are ditching it for going for bing for example um and china has one called baidu as far as i know uh and DuckDuckGo is another one um, that's that's very privacy focused, apparently. So that was really interesting. So people are like accusing Google of favoring, you know, ad placement rather than actually giving you the answers that you want. So that's another conspiracy. Basically, when uh, it's a law that allows companies with big like a big, big company, for example, the, the example that I saw this week was uh, Johnson & Johnson, who are being sued at the moment for basically like putting some bad shit in like I want to say baby powder or something like that. Like it's people got sick, right? So it's like a it's like a serious thing. Well, they uh, did what what is called a Texas two step, where they basically oh sorry it was asbestos that's what it was okay so Johnson and Johnson basically were accused of putting asbestos into or having asbestos in some of their products that got people sick so it led to like cancers and stuff like that which is obviously horrendous they settled out of court but what happened and what, what's happening right now is they did this Texas two-step which essentially allows them to create a separate like small company that essentially is created just to take the fall for the big company. So Johnson Johnson created like a small company in Texas that then took the weight of that liability on of them being sued or whatever. And then they that company splits off from the parent and files for bankruptcy, settling the suit out of court to avoid like a trial so that they don't have to, you know, maybe pay out more money or basically so that their company name doesn't get dragged through the dirt which I just find insane that that's legal. Like you can just create a new company, let them take the fall, uh, file for bankruptcy and they can pay out their, uh, at the claimants or whatever. That's nuts to me that this is allowed. And it is. And so right now, right now there's a new lawsuit against Johnson and Johnson for doing this because, you know, people are trying to figure out whether it's actually legal, whether it's moral, really. I feel like, I don't know whether the morality of it is coming into question, but still it's crazy to me. So now we have a Google conspiracy, we have the Queen's conspiracy um, and the Johnson & Johnson Texas two-step 
it's not necessarily a conspiracy, although, I mean, you might say it is in some ways, but that is what I've been thinking about this week. Another thing I wanted to bring up um, was Matthew Perry from Friends, who played Chandler, one of my favorite characters, is bringing out a book, basically an autobiography of his life. He's, we all know he um, suffered from addiction and that sort of thing years and years ago while he was recording Friends. We know this. He was a smoker, um, alcohol, I'm pretty sure too. And I don't know about any other type of drugs. I'm sure there. I think there were. But he has said that he's going to be not ruthless, but like no holes barred. Like he's going to reveal like exactly what went on back in the day, which is just fascinating to me. And I cannot wait to read it because, of course, you know, there's been rumors for years about how he handled his addiction while he was recording. You know, what is the relationship like between the friends still? They just did that reunion. Really interested to find out how all that's going to work. Matt LeBlanc, who played Joey, has been in a relationship with an Irish woman. Her name's Aurora, which is incredible for an Irish woman. Um, But they just split up. And it's like the whole of Ireland are offended by this. We were so proud that an Irish woman was dating uh, Matt LeBlanc because he is still such a, a hottie even now in his 50s or whatever. And then they just broke up. And there was a meme that went around. And I don't know if any of you have seen it, but um, it was hilarious. And it was just a picture of Matt LeBlanc from the Friends special. Uh, the reunion where he's just sitting there with his arms folded but for some reason he just looks like your Irish uncle that you haven't seen in a while from the country (laughs) and so there was a thousand memes in one day made with different captions of what your uncle would say to you after not seeing you for a while when you see him at Christmas and it's just hysterical and to be honest I don't think I knew at that time that Matt LeBlanc was dating an Irish woman makes it even funnier now except they just broke up so that is where he's at all right so next thing that I want to bring up is um euphoria so this is not a spoiler for much because i have not seen the latest episode that came out last night um which is going to be lexi's play so i'm very excited for that one thing about watching euphoria uh so i binge watched season one like last month uh so i was late to the party but i've been up to date with season two pretty much since like episode two i think i started watching when they come out you know people are always talking about how it glorifies drug use it definitely does not it absolutely actually turned me off ever doing any drugs, to be honest, seeing how Rue is like, my God, no way. But one thing it really does is it makes me so, so happy that I'm not a teenager anymore. Do you know what I mean? Like I watch that show and I'm like, thank God I don't have to go through any of this ever again. Now, my teenhood was not very drama filled. My early 20s were way more dramatic uh, and and more euphoria like because I do think it's a little bit far fetched for these teenagers to be doing what they're doing. If they were in their 20s, I could, could kind of see it a little bit more. But them doing it right now is yeah. Anyway, so makes me so glad that I'm that I'm an adult because like and in a relationship because I got to tell you like if I had to deal with some of the shit ah uh, I, I just, I'm not able. Also, I have a gripe. And if you're not up to date on Euphoria, maybe don't listen to this next part because it's uh, from last episode. But they really did cat dirty in the set. So I was like obsessed with her character in season one because she's a big girl and she was learning how to love herself. And she like literally came out of her shell and became this like incredible, confident person. She became like a little bit of a bitch, but like good for her. Like, you know what I mean? I'm not going to hate on that. Um, Good for her. Uh, she started dressing a type of way. And I was like, yes, own it. Like, this is great. And obviously you saw her like internal struggle with loving herself and whatever. There's that one scene where all these women are like yelling at her to love herself, which is what society always, oh, you should love yourself. Sometimes it's not easy, right? Okay, so she's my girl struggling with it. But they did her dirty with her boyfriend, Ethan, 
I think his name is Ethan. They seemed very sweet. They were very lovely together, whatever. And then she tries to break up with him in the fucking stupidest way that I've ever, like, and I know it's meant to be just that she's such a bitch now or whatever, but, like, I hated it so much. Like, it wasn't even the bitching. Like, she tells him she has a brain tumor and that she's going to die. And it's just awful it's just bad writing like I don't even blame her I'm like this is the stupidest thing the show has done like the show has done some silly things but like making her literally be like I have a brain tumor I can't see anymore the dumbest shit and he obviously doesn't believe her because he's not fucking idiot oh my god I was so angry when I watched that scene and like I'm on the Twitter and as I'm on Twitter I'm always reading people's comments whatever about euphoria because I'm really interested in all the takes all different takes that people have and yeah, apparently she, Barbie, her real name is, she had like beef with the director or something or the creator of the show, Sam. That's the reason why her character has barely been in season two. That's why her character got literally did dirty like with that scene. And it's just awful though, because it's like, okay, you're a fully grown man beefing with this young girl in her 20s. Like, you're going to let your show suffer for that? You know what I mean? Like, you're going to literally let this incredibly popular show fall to shit because you're mad at this girl for like standing up for herself or whatever like apparently she was pissed at some of the ways that her character were going so she's uh her character was going so she spoke up and he didn't like her or whatever there's like rumors it hasn't been confirmed but apparently that's why her character has barely been in season two and that's why she's done dirty so i'm super mad about all that the storyline with nate cassie and um uh maddie is just fucking hilarious to me honestly i mean they're all just terrible people and that's the hilarious thing they're all just awful and uh, it's, it's just so entertaining um I don't have a side I don't I just know that I want Nate to suffer I want him to suffer I don't care what happens to anyone else but I do not like that's how I know the dude's a good actor because my god do I hate him like you know what I mean apparently he's lovely in real life but wow uh I've known guys like him they suck and uh he's psychotic I mean look at his parents I kind of understand like you know all right, and then in other TV shit, I just want to talk about this other show that my husband and I have been watching because it's just so good. And I feel like it's one of those shows where I don't think a lot of people are talking about it. And I think that's a shame. It's called Raised by Wolves. It's on HBO. I don't know if it's available in Ireland yet to my Irish friends who are listening. It may be. It's sci-fi, but it's like off the wall, like unhinged, crazy sci-fi. I'm so happy that they got the budget to make this show because like I said, it's it's insane. It's really really well done the actors are incredible so season two just came out but season one is basically about um the the planet earth has been destroyed by a war between the atheists and the mithraic who are like religious so i believe the atheists won and so you're you have all these people trying to like escape off world um and this is this is in the future so earth is like we have planetary travel or whatever so the whole plot is that the, the earth's been destroyed and two androids who look like humans called mother and father take these embryos to a, what is hopefully a viable planet and they take a bunch of embryos, human embryos, and they're tasked with raising them on this planet and repopulating humanity basically on this planet. So as you can imagine, mad shit ensues. They get to this planet and it's not like super lovely where they land or whatever. There's not like a whole bunch of food. So like the kids are kind of sickly. And then it just gets fucking nuts, okay? It just gets crazy. So, like, you need, you guys need to watch it. If you like sci-fi, you're really going to like the show. It's season two is very different, but also the same the same characters, the same themes and everything, but it's very different than just what's happening. And you learn so many different things and you still don't know a lot about this planet. And it's really, really cool. So I 
uh, you just you need to watch it. That's my that's my PSA for this week is watch Raised by Wolves. It is so so good. Uh, if you like, it's so good if you like uh, sci-fi. It's not like I wouldn't watch it if you don't like sci-fi because it's wild. So so good. All right, well that is it for news to me today. I hope you enjoyed my ramblings, my conspiracies, and uh, my TV show plugs. Next up we have mine and octavia's uh any of episode coming out at you tomorrow wednesdays of course are thoughts from thought uh with octavia and l jr we will eventually be doing a friday episode that's just that's gonna have natalie on it as well who's our producer uh, and make it a little bit fun so really looking forward to that and thank you guys for listening don't forget to like and subscribe and um let me do my bird noise to to i didn't do it on the last episode and someone pointed it out to me so brr, brr. <laughs> That's so dumb. All right. Happy Monday, everyone.